Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. Another Friday. How are you, bud? How you doing? I am doing great. Uh, it's We call this Fantastic Friday. And Do you know we, why? When did that happen? Did we just start that? You know what? I'm just spontaneous. You know why? Because I'm excited about this podcast today. So yes, I'm equally excited to talk to the newest member of our team, Fabio Petrolino, who joined us only about six months ago, but seems like he's been uh, a member of the family for, for much, much longer. And he's, uh, he's picked up the reins well in terms of uh, being a, a huge help to us. And, and he has an interesting past. And, you know, so we wanted to talk to you today, Fabio, to, uh, to get, the, get your story out there like we did with TJ last week. So welcome. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank always. you very much. Good to see you guys as well. And you're always rocking a great outfit. So, uh, you know, always something that can be counted on is that you're dressed uh, impeccably, which is one of the things that we loved about you. And it, it goes well with your, uh, with your aura. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. But the main, the, the question that I have for you first would be what and who inspired you to enter the field of residential real estate in New York City? So I was born and raised in California. Uh, I lived in Australia for a year when I was 19, when I like switched my major in college. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but I was actually going to school for medicine. It's going to be like an EMT paramedic, uh, which I don't have the biceps for. So I'm glad that it didn't work out anyways. Um, but I was doing my ambulance ride alongs and just had a bad experience, had to like switch my major. So I moved to Australia to go find myself and um, ended up going to school for business. And I worked in like the luxury fashion industry for quite some time. And once I realized I was kind of like at the top of where I wanted to be, I was like, all right, where am I going to take my sales skill set to the next level and really advance in my career? Can you and, tell us, I just want to interrupt you one second. Can you tell us yeah. which area of high-end fashion you were in? What did you actually yeah. do? I think it's important for the audience. Of course. Yeah. So I started off first as a stylist at Michael Kors as like a sales assistant and then got promoted really quickly and was uh, one of the top performers uh, in the store and in the region. And then from then, from then on, it kind of just like spiraled. So uh, when I was in Australia, I started working for Louis Vuitton and that was my first introdu introduction to um, high end fashion and then came back to San Francisco, worked for Barney's. Um, I was a brand ambassador for Saint Laurent for four years at Neiman Marcus. And then when I decided I wanted to move to New York, being that Neiman Marcus is the sister company for Bergdorf Goodman, um, I did such a good job for them there that they decided to move me over to be the brand ambassador for Celine. So it was kind of like a mix between a salesperson, but also kind of like running the entire business within the store. So being like the face of the brand, embodying the brand, uh, doing like product knowledge seminars. So it was like a glorified, uh, like leadership role, if you will. So your last job here in the city prior to getting into real estate was at Neiman Marcus? Berg, Bergdorf Goodman was the last one. Um, but then I was at Chanel for quite some time at Bloomingdale's. But it was interesting because going back to my past with medicine, um, when I had left Chanel, I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm at the top. I kind of feel like I want more now. And, you know, where, where can I go? So I wanted to blend my interest in medicine with like my my sales skill set and do like medical sales. So I wanted to go into like pharmaceutical sales and all that stuff. 
And I worked for Laser Away for quite some time doing um, their just general sales. So selling like non-invasive cosmetic surgery. So like Botox, laser, fillers, all that stuff, you know, really work in the, the, the face to, to be the money Did maker the here. Uh, no, but you know, they, they threw in some stuff for free, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was a job that I thought was going to be really interesting and, and was going to be a good segue into pharmaceuticals, but deep down inside, I didn't really just feel right doing it. There was a lot of like really young women that would come in with photos and they wanted to change their, their appearance. And I would go home and I just wouldn't really feel right. Like I was kind of unhappy there and I felt uh, a little thrown off because I'm so guided by my instincts and I took this leap of faith and usually my instincts haven't really failed me. And during that time, I met someone who was doing real estate on the side. And um, I think she was working for Bond. She's like, you know, you're really good with people. Like, why don't you get into real estate? And I've been told that before, but it's such an intimidating industry to get into, especially in New York City. And I think I was just so unhappy at the time with where I was that I just had this visceral instinct to just go all in and, and pursue it. So the same day I bought my course online and um, took some time off to get my license and then got hired at Corcoran the day before New York shut down for COVID. Well, it's, you know, and you worked for another agent prior to, to joining our team. Um, yes. So I worked for a few other agents. Um, I worked for one agent who had a pretty big business in Brooklyn. Um, and he put me on a few of his new development projects, but the listings were still sort of under construction. And uh, it was rather difficult for me to like have to go out to Brooklyn just to be there for like a few hours. So I was looking for new opportunities and then uh, worked for another agent in our old office. And yeah, met you guys in passing and the rest is history. Yeah, as it's happened, you know, it happened very similarly with, similarly with TJ. We just met you organically. Um, and I think, John, you met Fabio first, or right. Daniel actually met Fabio first. Next door mm -hmm. to us. Right. And then uh, Daniel and I had met you. Uh, just I introduced myself to you. And then Daniel, I introduced Daniel to you. So we knew you very peripherally, just very briefly. And then the next <coughs> thing you know is COVID hit. And then we were all locked down. So I only met you one time. And then we were informed that you were looking to make a move. And would we interview you for a position? And I really didn't have any uh, you know, point of reference with you, nor did Jonathan. And then we, we interviewed you by Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. I actually feel like I'm being interviewed again. It's, it's kind of funny. It's, we're actually, we're, you know, we're talking about the structure of the business and we just wanted to sit down and, you know, see what it is that you do for us. I think my connection's acting up. Can, it, <laughs> can I just, I'll be right back, you guys. Well, no, we were talking about this before. Your, your transition from, especially the ultra luxury sales that you did um, at Bergdorf Goodman and Louis Vuitton and, you know, all the big names uh, that you worked with. Um, you know, there, it's, it's an interesting transition. I've actually heard other brokers other agents that have actually recruited people from that world and pulled them into real estate because there is a natural, you know, it's a similar world where people buying a $5,000 purse are probably also in the category of somebody that would buy an apartment in New York City. So you're dealing with a similar clientele. 
a it, that's one parallel I see between your old life, let's say your old job versus what you're at now. But any other other uh, any other parallels that you you draw between the two worlds, having lived in both in a significant amount of time in the ultra high end sales uh, of of you know clothing and purses and these sorts of things. And I'm just interested to hear more about that because we haven't we haven't really talked about that. So. I think the biggest thing is it's relationship based. And that's the the main thing about real estate is a lot of people work with you because they trust you and because they like you. And I think it's really about learning how to connect with people um, and finding common ground in like a natural and organic way that resonates them. And I feel like that's what's gotten me so far in luxury sales is because a lot of the times people would come in and I would just connect with them and get to know them and try to find out as much as I could about them and hold on to it. And a lot of the times I realized that, you know, it's, it's less about the product and more about how you make the person feel when they come in, when someone's coming in to buy a $5,000 bag or, you know, an, an extremely uh, expensive garment, it's a really emotional purchase. And I think that that's, um, to do with real estate as well. I mean, give or take a, a few variables there, but for the most part, it's it's really just about knowing how to work with people and knowing how to be a chameleon, of course, you know, organically. Uh, of course, the starting point in Manhattan being, you know, let's call it to a quarter of a million dollars to buy a, the smallest studio in, in Tudor City or off the beaten path, you know, that's, that's somebody that has money. That's somebody that is, is used to running in the similar world world. One question for you. Did you have, when you were at Louis Vuitton or in one of these, these sales positions that you were in for uh, an extended period of time or a year or a couple of years or whatever, did you have like repeat customers that would come back and, and seek you out as uh, somebody to help them with another purchase? Yeah, I had a, a lot of repeat business. Um, a lot of them were clients that I would meet that were just coming in um, and visiting. And then I'd follow up with them and I would just send them stuff over the phone. And part of the reason why I was able to pretty much just be like copy pasted to Bergdorf Goodman was because I would be able to continue to run my business and hold on to my book in California being that they're like the same system, you know, the same company um, and still be able to retain that. So I would say like 50% of my business was all repeat. And then the rest was walk-in, you know, San Francisco is not really like a shopping destination. So you, right. you would have to rely heavily on that. Um, but yeah, I think that was definitely like, you know, what's gotten me <laughs> so yeah. far in retail. Well, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, listen, I don't buy a lot of ultra luxury handbags and things like I've got my wife a few things, but uh, you know, that makes sense. And that's a parallel that I didn't even think about, like, or you, you treating that as a relationship business, which is exactly what John and I have always treated our business as, is a relationship business. And if you treat each relationship and each person within that relationship, uh, it, you know, everybody that you interact with the right way, the business will follow. So it is a, a natural progression to get, get to, uh, to real estate and a great, a great parallel. So yeah. What would you say Fabio is your favorite part of selling residential real estate? What I love the most about the job is that each day is different 
So I'm not doing the same exact thing every day. I'm meeting someone new. I'm connecting with someone. I'm discovering a part of New York that I've never discovered before, going to a new apartment. Um, it keeps the job really fun and exciting because as I'm sure you guys know, it is a lot of hard work and we do work 24 seven. But having that sort of like spontaneity, I think for me, just just makes it so much more enjoyable because you you never know what you're going to get. And what would you say, uh, what was the biggest surprise to you having, and because I know in your previous positions, like one working on uh, newer development, you know, new development buildings, uh, more of like an assistant sort of role. Now you're out in the field. I mean, it seems like I see your initials in our calendar more than anybody else's. Um, but, you know, being out there in the field most of the time, uh, any big surprises or what, you know, that jumped out at you as you have now being in it with us, you know, six months, let's call it. Um, uh, anything surprising there? I think what surprised me the most is like all of the different things that we're juggling all at once. Um, I knew that it was a really like multifaceted industry, but like until I really was like thrown out there and started to, to really get my feet wet uh, was when I realized that like a lot of people have this idea of real estate that like we just open doors and, you know, there's, there's really not a lot going on behind the scenes, you know, from what they see just portrayed in like the media, that there's a lot of things that we're juggling at the same time, a lot of different fires. Like I, I had a friend ask me the other day and she's like, so what's it like working in real estate? And I was like, well, it's a lot of fun, but just imagine cooking in a kitchen and there's like three different things on fire, but like, you know, two other things that you're trying to like prepare at the same time and like trying to get the meal ready um, all at once. But again, it's like, it's the stress of the job that like, you know, keeps you motivated and, and makes it worth it at the end of the day. So I think it's like just all of the, the things that we have to juggle on a day-to-day -day basis just to make sure that our business is on track. I guess my final question to you would certainly by no means to put you on the spot. What would you say is one of your most favorite things about working with Gazdaska Conlin? Just the overall energy of the team. I just feel like we have so much fun working together. Both of you guys are not only, you know, amazing brokers, but like really, really nice people. And I feel like not only do I learn so much whenever we spend time together, but like I can't stop laughing. And I just think that you guys have built such a fun, enjoyable, yet reputable brand that like I just feel so lucky to be a part of. I mean, I was gone in California and I was like, I missed you guys. I really did. I was like, I can't wait to get back and start working. Like the fact that, you know, I wasn't talking to, to you a couple of times a day or like checking in with Jonathan. I was like, this feels so foreign. Like, I know I've only been a part of the team for six months and, you know, not to get sappy on you guys, but like, I really feel like we are a little family. So um, I would definitely say that, you know, working with you is, is the best part of this job for me. Well, the, I would say the feelings mutual as I opened it, I said, you know, it feels like you've been been in our lives a lot longer and uh, than the six months and we're we're thrilled to have you and feel the same way. And, and I know we have a, we have a long path ahead of us to, uh, to keep this thing going because it, it's great to see you growing in into the business and, you know, getting answers to those questions and logging them in and learning and, and building off of it. So uh, the feeling is certainly mutual. And I know especially that I missed you because 
I had to do an open house for a rental. Everybody has to have their time off. And that's one thing that we, as you said, this is a 24 seven hour job, 24 hours, seven day a week job. You have to take that time off. So we're, we're happy to give it to you and to, uh, and glad you, you could get out because you do, you are a workhorse just like everybody else on the team and certainly pull your weight. And, uh, and we're appreciative of that. We're appreciative of, of you. And of course, every nice thing that you said about us is, is, uh, is always welcome. So and there were three things that I absolutely think are so important and that you embody, which is like Jonathan said, your work ethic. Uh, you are extremely focused and professional and serious, and you take your work very, very, very seriously. You don't embody just opening doors. If you don't know something, you do ask the questions that are needed to be asked, and you take ownership. So also when you, uh, you're a man of your word. So when I say that, when you say you're going to do something, we have the peace of mind that it is going to be done. You bring a sense of humility to your work where you're not afraid to get down and messy in the, in the project. So Fabio, seriously, you are a wonderful addition to our team. Thank you. And we hope that you are going to be with us for many, many, many years to come. And we're, you guys are stuck with me for life. Sorry to cut you off, but I like, love that. Just, just putting that out there. It's I'm serious. Me that because you're my retirement. You're a joy to work with. And thank you so much for coming on the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for watching. And we'll see you right back ne here next week. And when we have Daniel Champoli on, have a great weekend. Be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, comment over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at johnandjonathansellnyc. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.